guys, what is up? How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Coffee Talks, actually episode two, your favorite source of nonstop talking entertainment. My name is Dom. And before we begin, I stated last episode how I've always, always, always had good conversations over a nice hot cup of coffee. So if you're listening and you're just starting your morning, go ahead, grab your nearest cup of joe, tea, whatever works for you, and let's get started. So for uh, for this episode, I didn't really know what I wanted to do because I, I had actually written everything down on the script of different things I could talk about. But um, I decided I wanted to bring a guest and normally people don't do that, but I'm going to break some rules and we're going to bring on the show's first guest, my friend, all the way hailing from the UK, Fred. <laughs> How you doing? Hello. Man? I'm good. I didn't know your name was Dom. Yeah, that's my name. Right. Hi. Yeah, I decided to uh to share my name with everyone. Um nice. for for this particular show. So yeah, and yeah, I'm guessing your name is Fred. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, really? Or is that Yeah, it? no, it's not. Oh, do you, do you mind me My name is Chris. I have Chris. a stream name called Fishy Fred and I don't know, it just kind of it kind of stuck. And most people just call me Fred. Oh wow. Oh my god. Well, can I call you Chris or do you prefer yeah, Fred? Yeah, no, that's fine. I don't mind. Okay, well, Chris, it's nice to meet you. It's nice, nice to meet you too. Yeah, so uh, to tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, uh, I mean, there's not really much, I guess. Well, I mean, there's a lot, but I don't really know where to start. I'm um, I'm a 23-year-old streamer from the UK. Uh, I, uh, I stream full-time, basically. I play Valorant. I'm a small streamer, so it doesn't really work out. But hey, we'll worry about that later um and yeah that's that's kind of it really i play valorant uh all day that's all i do and uh i have very little substance in my spare time i play chess more games and that's pretty much it that's really interesting though playing chess is not of little substance you know like <laughs> yeah at least for me you know when i was uh when i was growing up my my granddad taught me how to play chess and growing up in my grandparents household like my mom she always thought I should have like a kid's experience of getting whatever toys I wanted. And if I wanted to play video games, which I didn't get to start playing until I was like in middle school. But um, yeah, my mom tried to give me that lifestyle while my grandparents, of course, they they tried to get me introduced to like, you know, stuff that they did. So my granddad taught me how to play chess and I'm not good. Cool. I was I was going to say I was like a big deal, but no, I'm not good <laughs> at all. I played when I was younger too, but it's it's I don't know. I feel like it's a different thing when you learn stuff like that when you're younger. You know, it's just like a, it's just like something you do when you're younger, not really something you theorize about or really kind of passionately look into. So I used to play uh, a lot of chess when I was younger and I only recently started playing again and I realized, hang on, nothing that I played when I was younger made any sense. But there was no theory behind it, so. Well, I, yeah, I actually saw you playing it on stream. It looked fun. You look like you're yeah. having fun. It is sometimes, very, very rarely do I do something <laughs> like that on stream, but I was so tilted, so. Yeah, okay, well, since we've already mentioned that you're a big time Twitch streamer, by the way, if, <laughs> you know, if you guys are interested in video games and love watching Twitch streams, you should check this man out. Uh, tell us about your your Twitch stream, like, what got you into streaming? Uh, well, kind of like you, I wasn't really into, I was into gaming, but I wasn't really, um... I wasn't really current with what was happening in gaming when I was younger because my parents, I, I don't come from the most well-off family, so I didn't have ever have the most up-to-date console or anything like that. I didn't really, I never got a PC until I was 
22, so I've only recently started PC gaming. Uh, prior to that, I just kind of played old games with, with family. So um, the whole kind of world of Twitch and even FPSs, which is the genre of game Valorant is, was very new to me. Uh, I decided to uh, I decided to start streaming after coronavirus. Coronavirus kind of caused caused a, a bit of a havoc with my work style slash life because I was a prior to streaming a freelance uh, video producer, which is a very temperamental industry without the fact without a pandemic. So uh, after that, me start I I was very relatively new to it as is because I was young, only twenty to twenty one-ish at the time so after the pandemic hit I kind of lost a lot of my potential work which then just meant that I just kind of lost a lost a bit of passion for it and uh, realized that maybe it was time to take a step back and uh, see what I really wanted to do everything up to that point uh, I went to university for film production everything I did up to that point kind of lent towards film video production those kind of industries so uh, yeah, I took a step back, realized that I had a passion for gaming since I was young and kind of wanted to pursue that again. And that's when I built my own PC and started playing Valorant, which had just come out at the time. And I fell in love with it and realized that I could potentially sh- combine what I had learned socially by being a producer, which is how to essentially communicate with people, how to present, how to kind of generally be uh someone that people want to listen to and i combined that with gaming and i started streaming on twitch and it blew up very early on in my stream after a couple of months when i got raided by hiko and then i realized oh, wow. that potentially yeah when you when you start streaming and you're in front of thousands of people that's when you realize wait this is something you genuinely can do enjoy doing and i kind of stuck with it since then that's really cool, man. Uh, you you kind of answered a bunch of my questions that I was gonna ask. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's 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 okay. No, that that's really cool. Um, you know what's funny? I had actually I was perusing Twitch, and I think this was before the Hiko raid uh, that I found your stream. And I normally don't watch many streamers at all. Like, of course, like I'm like I'm one of those people who just watches the the big the big name streamers. So I'd always been a Hiko fan and he he's actually who got me into Valorant. And then I found your stream and like I'm gonna be honest, I have I have a weakness for people with accents. It doesn't <laughs> matter who you are. Like I just cannot like if you have an accent, I'm automatically just like I want to hear you talk more. Yeah, I get that. I get that. It happens <laughs> yeah. it happens time to time with the people that come into the stream. Of course obviously to to me and to anyone local to that accent it doesn't really doesn't really stick out so yeah of course yeah i appreciate that yeah no it it was just really something funny and i i remember you used to play a whole lot of jet man like that that was your bread and butter when when i watched you stream you were playing jet you were hopping like you were just you you were crazy with the knives and i was just like oh my god man like I should have. I should have stuck to that. Jet was so much more fun. Did did uh, is the podcast very familiar with Valorant? It's yeah. Should I explain Jet? Um, no, actually. So the the purpose of this podcast is it's more of like everything. So like we we can talk about anything you want, gaming, right. life. But I mean, yeah. Why don't you explain Jet to everybody? Yeah. Well, Jet is a very aggressive knife throwing uh, character. 
whose kind of entire kit is seated around um, getting right in your face. And for those reasons, I picked her up first because historically, whenever I've played any game, the most prolifically annoying character is the one that I tend to <laughs> like to pick out. And you can just tell when, when the beta came out, when the characters first came out, everyone was announced, you could just tell that Jet was going to be at at all like a horrible person to deal with so i decided i'd start playing her very early on and uh yeah for i can't that kind of gave me a little bit of an edge because i had a lot of fun with her and learning her kit and getting familiar with her kit before it kind of became meta or became a thing that a lot of people expected back back when the game first came out there was a whole stigma around jet essentially not having um a role in the meta initially when the game first came out jet was predicted by a lot of pros to be one of the most underpicked agents definitely the most underpicked entry fragger which is obviously the the role of agents that are supposed to get right up in your face but she was just a ton of fun so i kept playing her anyway and because she was underused she wasn't people didn't really understand how to play around her and it, it just yeah just it was a whole bunch of fun that's cool. Yeah, I, I think back then it was rare to find anyone who was confident with Jet, right? Like stupid, she... stupid, not confident. Yeah. Oh, oh, s- stupid. My bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but like you mentioned it already. She's so good at creating space, and I think she's probably the most mechanically intensive agent that you have out there. I mean, hmm. and it's weird because Valoran is basically a cartoon version of CS. It's it's. It's actually the love child of CS and Overwatch, yeah. but it has a bigger emphasis on the gunplay. So mm-hmm. normally, like a some someone who's coming over from a game that's very precise, like CS, you would go, "Why in the world is there an agent like Jet out there?" Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that was the that was the kind of logic behind the uh, idea that she wouldn't be meta, and it it came from more specifically CS than Overwatch, which is much, which is much closer related to Valorant where the abilities would, wouldn't would hold as much weight or the sense would be that... The idea just basically was that an entry fragger's job would be like to create space for the team, but, but through the use of flashes was kind of the typical way that people were familiar with uh, where an entry, uh, an entry fragger's job would essentially be to flash on to the site and get, get on the site through that. So Jet's kit was slightly misunderstood in that sense. So people didn't really understand how... She would be useful. Her smokes weren't as good as controllers, so there was no use for her to be a controller. Her jump seemed completely useless outside of with her ultimate because of the fact that, okay, well, you're just going to get shot. Like, you're not accurate in the air. And then people realise, hang on a second, her kit is very uh, self-centred. I don't really know how to explain it. Her kit isn't supposed to be a team benefit, team beneficiary. You're not supposed to smoke as a controller. You're not supposed to uh do anything other than be a nuisance but it turns out being a nuisance turns out to actually be really fucking hard to deal with pardon my french if you smoke for yourself and dash into the site and that was just once people figured that out that one of the best ways to create space was actually to literally create space by dashing into the site and then um yeah that was it she just became insta-picked yeah it's always the jets man It's, it's always the jets but yeah. now, now you're not playing Jet. What what happened there? Like you, you just uh, you went from playing one of the most annoying agents in the game to playing just 
an irritating, a, a slightly right, yeah. less irritating. <laughs> you figured out my archetype. Yeah, exactly. So, but you, you, well, you're playing slightly less irritating agent now. The idea, um, the idea basically, okay, okay, there were a couple of reasons. One of the reasons was that um, as I started to get higher ranked in this game, Jet, like you said, is the most mechanically uh, intensive agent. But it, it, it's so even if you have her mechanics down, her ability usage down, because she's not as linear as other agents. Phoenix, you flash corners. Breach, you flash. Uh, Rainer, you E after you get a kill. Like all of the agents have very straightforward applications for their abilities. You just know there are very limited uses. There are very specific situations in which you use the abilities. But because of Jet's versatility, how you can use her smoke in conjunction with her dash or in conjunction with her ult, how all of her abilities created so many different combos with each other. Uh, that's why she's the most mechanically intensive. But even if you got all of that down, all that that done for you was create <laughs> more opportunities for aim fights. And this is why, like you said, it's always the Jets or it's always the Rainers. <laughs> These agents are the ones that dominate games if played in good hands because of the fact that all they do their entire job is to look for more fights so as you climb as i started climbing to higher ranks i realized that it didn't matter how well i was playing jet all i was doing was losing more fights and as i went higher up in the ranks it started to become more and more apparent that my aim wasn't anything special and if you're going to play a duelist <laughs> and you don't have special aim you're going to get flamed a lot and you're just not going to see a lot of success because you need to be better than the guy you are forcing to take the fight with. Otherwise, you just you just have no use outside of that. So I was looking for, long story short, I was looking for an agent with a little more team-like uh, usefulness for the team because all of Jet's abilities are very for herself. And also because I played with a lot of people back then before the queues changed, I was in a lot more stacks. And uh, I basically never wanted to take the jet. I'm a very non-confrontational person. And a lot of the people I played with were jet mains. And I didn't want to f just deal with the saltiness of picking someone else's agent. So I realized I needed to expand my agent pool a little bit. And I went for the complete opposite. Uh, something that would always be able to be useful for a team. Something that no one would shove me off, basically, would be my like fullback agent. And that was Cypher. And I, 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 I was naturally drawn to Cypher more than any of the other agents because I, out, there are two, essentially there are two main groupings outside of an entry fragger. And obviously I'm, to expand my agent pool, I'm going to go for one of those other groupings. It was a controller, pardon me, or a Sentinel. Controller I had done before. I played a lot of Omen in the beta and I, I was just kind of bored of that. I really didn't want to be... A smoker like I'd done that all before and it, it was just kind of very again very limited applications in the abilities so I decided to um play a sentinel and cypher just looked so annoying like he just looked so annoying at the time I'd watched a few videos of his setups and I was like oh, this guy is so cool so um yeah I picked cypher and I'm gonna have to disagree with you when you say he's a slightly less annoying agent he is <laughs> so so hard to deal with when you're having a good game as a cypher yeah knowing that the enemies you are in your enemies brains their entire team decision making no one ever says let's not go to mid omen is playing there you know they always say let's not hit b main because cypher's gonna have yeah. you set up there and once you know that about the enemy you can have so much presence around the map you know you can set up on b know that they're not going to be there and just run to a like you're just you're just 
present around the map at all times and yeah that 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 decision to play cypher is probably the main reason i jumped to immortal so quickly once i got comfortable with cypher it was just yeah it was just so much easier than playing jet okay let me let me take back what i said and rephrase my sentence i think if anyone plays against you it'll be very very annoying because i've seen the way you <laughs> set up your care okay so for those of you guys who don't know there, there's a certain terminology people in the Valorant community like to use with people who play agents like Cypher or call Killjoy. A rat. a rat and a nerd. <laughs> like, that's what you're called because, like, you're... So the way that these agents work, they're meant to hold down a site. Like, in, in CSGO, you're known as the anchor. So you're, you're basically supposed to be left to your own devices while the rest of your team is off doing their own thing. Sentinels basically are able to hold down a, a particular area of the map, and it's usually a, by themselves. So, Fred, whenever I see this man play Cypher, it's the funniest thing because he has the craziest lineup. Some stuff that I've never seen before, like on a stream or <laughs> YouTube. And I think to myself, there is no way that this man is actually taking the time out of his day to do yeah. stuff like this yeah. and annoy his team like that is annoying i know i know i, I like you said nothing on youtube or twitch there are times that i spend jumping into customs to run around with ghosting on and just see what what there is what could be fun to have what's missing from certain maps and then just testing out to see what works and the, the like i'm so glad that people in gaming are just not nerds because no one takes the time to do that and it's just one of those things that just <laughs> lets me do things that no one else has seen in ranked so hopefully more and more of that to come out they should do a score about me one of those the score esports episodes <laughs> that's the most egotistical thing i've ever said <laughs> yeah. no maybe the, the, maybe this this show will help you elevate yeah me and my you know one listener or whatever well maybe that one listener is from the score you never know mm, but um, that's me man <laughs> no but um i was kind of in the same uh space that you are in when it comes to playing valorant now i mean i'm in no way shape or form close to your level like i'm i'm a hard stuck gold player and I think that I would probably be climbing if I grinded. Like when yeah. I was grinding, I was like, I think the highest I peaked was gold three. I almost made it to plat. Yeah. But I was like queuing with a five stack. Like I was. I spend, yeah, like I'm sure if you grinded, you'd be better. Like I spend a minimum like 160 hours per act. I spent over oh 500 hours on one of the acts. Like it's. Yeah, it's not it's not natural talent. It is just hard work. Yeah, no, I I used to do a lot of what you do now, which is go into customs. And when I was playing with my original group of people, I was playing a lot of duelists. Not yet, because I wasn't I wasn't that intense. <laughs> but um, I played a lot of Rays and I played a lot of Reyna. And th those were just Jet, two ages. Jet's too intense for you because she dashes, but the lady with bombs that <laughs> jumps okay. into the site is somehow less intense. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know. I, I think when I met my um, ex a couple of months ago, he spent hours with me before we, you know, started hanging out more, teaching me how to play raise. Because he was like, "Okay, that your 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 raise is bad. Like I'm gonna oh teach you. God. I'm gonna teach you how to play raise." And he would literally like do tests for me. He would say, "Okay, so I want you to do oh, this blast pack from oh, here to here." I know the tests, man. It's horrible. Yeah, I've I've yeah. tried. I've tried raises. Okay, so if, if, if Jet is the most mechanically uh, demanding agent, then Raze is just, Raze is just, you could, oh, Raze, Raze just shows, shows you that you just 
doesn't matter how good you think you are, you have no clue how to move in this game. Like, okay. Razor's movement is way too intense, man. Way too intense. If I can't do it, then... Okay, but when I look at Raze, though, I'm not thinking about the double blast packs and the ult. Because the ultimate, it's kind of easy to get. I mean, obviously, it's easy to dodge, and they've nerfed it a little bit. But it's a rocket launcher, okay? You, with those <laughs> knives, you have to be a little more precise if you want to get a kill. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah you could, you could like, right-click and throw them all at one person, or you can just spam them. But, like, good jets sit there and go for those one knife kills and i think that's why i just said okay you know what i'm gonna stick with race because yeah. you know in valorant abilities don't do damage so i'm just gonna throw all my abilities at someone you know <laughs> you know as i started playing a little more by myself i started to play a lot more sova and kind of that same situation with you where i know nobody is going to auto lock sova unless you know they're they're a sova nerd but i i know no one's gonna auto lock sova i'm not gonna have a problem with someone who auto locks um their duelist and i mean my aim is not bad compared to people at my level so if i can get away with things and help my team out plus bait them you know i think <laughs> i'm in i think i'm in the best place i can possibly be <laughs> not bad logic to be honest yeah it isn't well yeah that, that's crazy man so you started streaming a little more when the pandemic hit that's when i started streaming entirely prior oh, really? to that, i had done no streaming no Okay, so talked about how after you got out of university, you, you know, were doing video production. And then as soon as COVID hit, you switched to streaming. So what has streaming been like for you in the past year? It's been fun. It's been, uh, it's been hard. It's been really difficult to kind of, uh, I don't know, it's such a, it's such a hard question to answer because like streaming showed me that this is what I want to do. Like starting streaming made me realize I will happily give up years of my life in my glory years to uh, dedicate in front of a computer to try and somehow magically achieve enough viewership, enough subs that I can just stream. Like that would be a dream. Even if, even if it wasn't, I'm, I'm not, I'm don't care about riches or fame or anything like that even if it's just enough that i can modestly live on you know bread and flour a week if i could do that and pay my bills i'd be happier than than anything any other profession anything else i could imagine and uh streaming showed me that and because of that i i i've committed to it so I, i'm not gonna look for other jobs i'm not gonna i'm not gonna um stray from to a different career path or anything like that i i want to work i want to work on streaming when i'm streaming that's five six hours four four to six hours that i'm you know streaming which kind of counts as work hours and then outside of that yeah i'm editing videos you know i'm trying to kind of get my content out there uh to a schedule so hopefully that i can pick up some traction the problem with it is just that because of the fact that it is such a uh what would the word be it's such a fickle thing it's such a pipe dream thing you know no one's gonna no one's gonna promise you that if you work hard that it's gonna work out it means it doesn't really get a lot of support for me to uh as it stands right now i'm living with my parents and yeah it's not exactly a situation that they're happy with and because of that it means that i'm not really supported which then means that if i can't make it work in a much more limited time um i i'll just basically have no money to look after myself and the pressure of that that financial pressure just makes it so that 
as as I as some streams don't pick up, it it can be quite debilitating. So I wouldn't advise it for anyone that wanted to, anyone that anyone that wants to stream. I would definitely say you want to be in a place where you're financially secure, and then you can do it as a hobby. Um, but for me, I, I just I just really don't want that to be the case. To be honest, I know I, I can see myself twenty seven, twenty eight, five years down the line with a retail job making minimum wage and streaming on the side and that's just really not the place i want to be at so um, if if it means taking bank loans out if it means eating vitamin supplements for dinner then i'll do that until i can sort of you know run out of energy well i'm glad that you brought that up Fred. i mean chris sorry i (laughs) you can call me either honestly i'm so used to yeah now it's crazy People will call me Fred when I play professionally, so might as well get used to it. Oh, that's when. See, I like that mentality. When I play professionally, I like it. No, but I'm glad you actually brought that up, man, because I, I had this discussion with my friends um, in in a Discord like a couple nights ago. We talked about uh, like all these famous streamers, right? And I think Ludwig had hit had broken the record for most uh-huh. consistent yeah subs on yeah. Twitch. And we were just talking like, man, he's so like one of my friends was like, man, he's so lucky. He's so lucky. Right. And, you know, for me, I don't have experience in the realm of streaming and I haven't followed a lot of these streamers to to know their background or their story. But, you know, I almost confidently said, you know, people think that all these people who become famous or become super successful, it's a matter of just straight luck. And 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 at most times it is any success there there has to be a little bit of luck but i'm betting you more than anything no one was no one remembers unless you were in his stream from the day he started streaming the days that he was on a way less expensive setup than he's using right now no one remembers you know the the nights that he probably spent you know putting money towards his career over you know groceries or certain things you know like no one knows the struggle and and that's something that you experience everywhere i don't think it's just streaming and content creation it's it's also just in your normal lives like um my grandparents came from a third world country and you know they had good careers there but they were making no money yeah with their careers but they they took a chance and came here and they became super successful you know and i think and i think that's just you know with every career that you have you're always gonna have those hard times yeah for sure it's just it, it would be so it would be such a dream if someone could just prophesize for you and make yeah. all of the unknown so much less uh, scary of course. me and kira had that conversation earlier today about kind of like uh uprooting your life and moving to a place where you could potentially have more opportunities and what you wanted to do and how as as nice as that seems and as willing as some people would be to do it myself included it just it just seems like everything works against you when you think about it like that like there's not there's not really that easy a way to reset up a life in the united states especially not in the current political climate so it's like yeah i don't know i can't even imagine that that being a um possibility as much as i would like to it's definitely something i've i've wanted to do for a while but i don't don't even know i haven't even looked into how i would approach even if i had the money together even if i had enough savings to survive for a year how i would even get a visa or whatever it is in america 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I talked about this in your stream, actually, like I thought about uprooting my life and moving somewhere, you know, like, I don't know, because my my mental health has just been in a rut. And but it had always been in the back of my mind, you know, why not just start over? What just reset, reset yourself? Cause it feels weird to just reset where you're at. At least for me, it feels weird to reset here in the spit in the place that I'm living. Like that I want a full reset, you know? And uh, I'd always thought, you know, maybe, maybe going to Europe might be nice. Or going to Mexico. I don't know. Like it always it had always been in my mind. And obviously that extra stuff hits you, right? Well, Am I going to get a visa? How, how am I going to make this work? But yeah, that that's just like really crazy. I, honestly, if you want to move here to the United States, Fred, I got an extra room here. You and Kiara can stay here and like we'll be like, oh, by the way, I don't know if you can hear this, but it is like storming. Like, Can you hear it? I think it's hailing or something no, like that. I can't that. hear anything. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Your my, noise reduction is on point, man. Oh, uh, yeah. No, my 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 house is shaking. Like, I'm actually kind of scared to, to even look outside. I hope it, it sounds like hail, like how hard it's hitting. But it's also the summer. Can't say we have anything like that in the UK, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Never anything too exciting. Bit of fast wind and rain. That's about it, to be honest. I mean, this is probably not a huge topic, but recently the, the Duke of Edinburgh, he, he passed away, right? Prince Philip. Yeah, so Prince well, Philip. What's it like over there in the UK? Because I've read and seen a bunch of have you seen videos. the memes i yes i've seen the memes okay, that's it that's the attitude <laughs> oh that's it memes honestly oh. if, if i could if i could summarize it people under the age of fucking 95 never gave a shit about the royals and <laughs> oh, it oh will my. continue to be that way I, I i'm sorry like i'm sure that that's crude but people of my generation that obviously that was a massive exaggeration i'm not saying people under the age of 95 but people my generation and future generations there is little appreciation for um, the monarchy and having grown up, obviously, this is probably caused partly by, well, not even partly, majorly by the uh, issues surrounding Princess Diana and recently uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. It's just, it seems like such a such an unnecessary drama and uh although obviously the argument has has the argument's very common it, it's amongst debate teams across the uk every day it's talked about in schools uh that the monarchy brings in revenue that it's good for tourism etc so no one really wants to abolish the monarchy no one's strictly uh monarchy bad must get rid of but at the same time something like prince philip dying is the, he he just for a lot of people he just won't really be missed for for older people i'm sure but like rest in peace it's it's i was more sad that dmx died my friend mark will appreciate you man like he <laughs> i'm telling you dude i have no idea who dmx was um oh, no. and and rest in uh, peace to him you know obviously... i just admitted that i didn't give a shit about prince philip and i still feel like what you've said is worse on the uh, radio waves oh um okay look Please, I would, like, I would just edit that out, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, well, we'll we'll probably edit it out. But my friend Mark, <laughs> man, he he was constantly for for a whole week straight. He's like, dude, we can't lose DMX, man. Like, we we can't lose him. And I'm just sitting there, you know, trying to play play games with with him and my friends. And I'm like, who the hell is DMX? Oh, no. You know? <laughs> it's no, fine. It's fine. It's to each their own, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously what happened to him and what happened to Prince Philip is a tragedy. So thoughts and prayers 
obviously go out to them. I just feel I feel for I feel my my the only empathy I feel is for the, the Prince Philip's family and more directly yeah. the Queen, and not Obviously. because of the Queen lost her king, more just because you she know, lost her partner. wife has lost her partner after a long yeah. period of time. Like that that's the only uh, sorrow sorrowful thing. Uh, outside of that, I don't think I don't think the country is in mourning because of it, and that it, it has had way less of an impact as a more youthful uh public figure dying that isn't royalty and yeah just just in general the uh well that's not cool the, sorry i didn't mean to say that i sorry what did you say brain. i said that's cool and <laughs> i did not mean to say that that i i'm like i i, 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 I kind of I kinda understood i kind of understood but yeah uh yeah that's basically it really like the 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 mentality amongst a lot of british households was more like oh, did you hear prince philip died no someone's been like no way really and that'd be it. There'd be no, there'd be no. Oh my god, no! Please no! Yeah, yeah. there was none of that. It was just, yeah, it was just, yeah. Well, interesting news, you know, kind of morbid, yeah. morbid curiosity, like morbid drama. Like, yeah, oh, it, it's kind it of sucks. exciting that someone, someone's so high uh, profile dies, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's gonna. Th- that's how it is everywhere. Like in the United States, right? When when a president passes away. Like everyone's like, oh my god! Like, wow! Did you hear that so and so passed away? And you know, no one's. Uh, well, George H. W. Bush passed away. Um, in the past couple of years, but like, no one was like, oh my god, what what a loss to the country! You know, at least from from my end, right? Because like at the end of the day, people are still like attacking his legacy and talking about, well, you <laughs> know, he 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 forced troops to Afghanistan, like he started the war in the middle east blah 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 you know it, there, there's a lot of criticism and i think that happens when when you have a terrible leader yeah yeah or well yeah. i was gonna say i was gonna say when you have a high public profile but um, you know that what you said what you said too <laughs> yeah i mean tom hanks has a high public profile it's not that not that criticized everyone likes him because he didn't kill thousands of people yeah, and also because like he hung out with he named a he named a basketball Wilson. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, he he became friends with a basketball named Wilson. You know, so yeah. like who? How can you not be friends with him? Plus, exactly. like Forrest Gump, like life's a box of chocolates. You know, yeah, I'm sure when Tom Hanks was in love with inanimate objects, it's fine. But when I do it, your your anime body pillow is just not. I don't know if that's what we like to call like true love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you don't even know Sandrine. But okay. Okay, well, I I haven't met her yet. You haven't introduced me to Sandrine. Like, we'll talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that that's actually pretty cool, man. So, actually, I I did have one more uh one more question for you. So, COVID, obviously, like we talked about how COVID has basically served as the catalyst for you to go and start streaming. But what is COVID like in the UK? Because here in the United States. Like for me personally, I'll tell you what my experience has been. Obviously, there's all there was all the drama going on last year with the president during the election, all the other shit. But for me, I was a hermit. Like I, I stayed in my house. <sighs> I did not care. Like I haven't even gotten tested. Yeah, yet. I'm still you a know? hermit. I haven't gotten tested yet. No, same. But but I don't know if mine necessarily echoes the same sentiment for throughout the UK. Are we talking on a nation scale here? Because I know well, for the well, US, what has your experience been? You know, like well, so I'm obviously I know the US is like state by state, right? Like your experiences vary depending on where you are in the United States, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, in the UK it was um 
it was initially uh we we had it quite bad from what i from what i know or from what i remember when it was all kind of first emerging we had quite a serious case of the covids uh compared to other european countries so we have entered full lockdown i want to say four times now like it's um we were yeah we just we keep we kind of we kind of we only very recently came out of full lockdown that was on the uh 11th or 12th oh, of wow. april i think it was the 12th of april that was that was us coming out of full lockdown after um after a period of time i can't remember the exact periods because we at some point earlier in the year i think it might have been february ish we came out of full lockdown and then we went back into it a week or two after because the government realized that we were spiking again so we've been quite unstable as a country when it first emerged and we first went into full lockdown was last year i want to say it might have been last year march last year march was when cases were getting really bad but either way uh, a lot of people got paid furlough which is just you get paid some of your wages uh, and you can stay at home and not work for things like service jobs obviously i didn't get that because the 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 law around my uh, industry the law around my business because i was business because i was freelancer self-employed you had to have two years tax credit behind you before you got any sort of compensation from the government uh, and there was no compensation for entertainment slash the arts industries so effectively what happened was that a very particular group of people suffered the brunt of the regulations which were people that had uh, that worked in entertainment uh, worked in the arts industries and were young and had only just started and because i had only been working i had worked for over a year but i hadn't started i hadn't listed as self-employed or started tax credits yet i wasn't entitled to any compensation so i lost that's the main reason why i kind of had to lost the motivation and kind of gave up all of my work was because I wasn't not only was I unable to find work but I was also any work I did find uh, I I was also not paid any compensation from the government and any work I did find I wouldn't actually be able to work anyway because I had to move back home at that point because of other reasons and my brother suffers from a few different conditions that mean he is high risk to covid so my choices were get working again in film, which means I would work maybe one job a month or one job every few weeks, uh, which would not pay enough to do anything with and also have to self-isolate from my family, which was the only place I could live at the time. So I would be homeless. So I kind of had to completely give up working. And yeah, that was my experience. Uh, I then started caring for my brother because he was not only was he high risk, but he used to stay at a care home. So care homes across the UK were affected quite badly because at the time there was pretty pretty poor regulation between uh, care home workers and care home workers in the UK are um, not limited or employed by one specific care home a lot of the time they're like agency kind of based so they'll swap between different care homes which obviously is just like a easy way to spread COVID so we took him out of there and then I helped care for him and that was when I was at home with a lot of spare time and built my PC. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm gonna have to say this here. Like you going from not, you know, playing on a PC to building one, I admire you for that because Why? Well, I hate technology. And no, I, man, I, no. I, I, I don't I don't 
Well, no, I don't hate it. Okay, but I hate things that I don't understand. Like, okay. yeah, I I can navigate my computer just fine. Like, I know all the programs. Like, I know how to work. You know, sound sound recording and all the other stuff. You know, because I'm very intuitive like that. But when it comes to assembling something, that scares the absolute. Heck yeah, out of me. I can understand that it happened to I helped Kira build a PC and I kept helped her flatmate build a PC and I can understand the uh it seems threatening like it does like even it just it doesn't seem like something that's easy to do but it's been compared a lot of the time and I like to make the same comparison to adult Lego because it really really is like you watch honestly if you took if you if you really wanted to kind of face that fear if you go to <laughs> YouTube you watch two videos one video even you realize that there it's it, it the assembly is so hard to fuck up like it's so hard to fuck up you'd have to be like you'd have to be drunk and pissing <laughs> on your motherboard to really fuck it up because there's just no way like all of the parts are so so uh like shaped for each other it's literally yeah. like snapping lego parts together and it's, a, plus yeah. it's just it's a little more satisfying i, I, I don't want to i'm not going to go into it too much because i know you've already ordered a pre-built pc <laughs> but it it honestly when it comes to a point where maybe you want to sell that or you want to upgrade your model just just look into it a little bit because it is really satisfying to kind of put the parts together and have a almost a, a motherly feel to your pc you know you care for it a lot more knowing exactly what goes into it and how to take it apart and how to maintain it i would definitely recommend it plus it's also a significant bit cheaper it's not so bad nowadays as it was before you know pre-builds are um kind of a bit a bit better now than they were in the past but you you're always going to be saving money if you put the put the parts together yourself so i would definitely recommend to anyone listening to build their own pc rather than yeah. yeah, so my experience, I'll give you, I'll enlighten you a little bit on my experience. When I first got into PC gaming, I actually bought a pre-built from Best Buy, right? And obviously when you buy a pre-built from a store, like a manu, like a, not, not a manufacturer, just a store, right? It, they're not going to be the best. And I didn't get the best. Like I got the computer for around maybe $700 plus like the extra peripherals and stuff. So that totaled me out to around like almost 2000 but i paid the bare minimum for it right and uh i had wanted to start playing different games like assassin's creed and you know those games required just a little bit more out of your system so um my friend had told me you know don't buy a new pc just upgrade the parts in your system yeah i was like that's, that's okay. kind of yeah 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 so i did i ended up buying a because i had a radeon graphics card um, with an AMD Do you know system. the number? Don't remember, but ah. it was bad. <laughs> it was <laughs> okay. it was it was under it, the 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 numbers were under a thousand, so it's definitely not something new, you know. So, um, I bought a RTX 1080 Ti. And, not bad. Yeah, not 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 bad, right? It was refurbished. I got it for like way under what it was originally selling for, and then, but the problem was I didn't realize at the time because my friend just assumed I knew what I was doing that I needed a new motherboard because I had an AMD system and I ordered an Intel processor. So I needed to get a, a motherboard that could, that was made for Intel. Right. And I also had to get new RAM because I think I had like eight gigs of RAM at the time. Okay. And so I upgraded to 16. I had to put the new uh, graphics card in and, you know, I looked so at videos. So you did that yourself, the assembly? Yeah. Yeah I, so, yeah. yeah, I just put, yeah, but it was terrible because I did, I was so scared to, 
to mess it up. And, you know, you said it right. Like when you assemble a PC, it's kind of hard to mess it up. But for me, when it, when it's something I do not understand, I will literally freak out, have a panic attack and think that everything can't that can <laughs> go wrong will go wrong. No, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, you, you would be nice to have someone with you in those situations. Some people just, yeah, it can be overwhelming. Yeah, luckily, you know, they, they helped me out. And when I was going to purchase the PC, I had considered building it, you know, because I was like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe I'm just, you know, over-exaggerating, being dramatic like I normally am. And I went to go look for parts. There was nothing available. Not even the 3090 was available. You wow. know, so I was like, well, okay, yeah, no. Nope. Of course not. Those new newer uh, graphics cards, there's, yeah, you won't get them for years. Well, I years is a bit of a <laughs> exaggeration, but yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's an exaggeration. Well, actually, the, the thing was, the 3090 was available in terms of at pre-built retailers. Oh, because, interesting. Yeah, it's... That seems kind of scummy. That seems a little like a, what's the term for people that buy things that are limited in stock and then sell them at a higher price? There's a word for it. I'm sure there is. Happens a, happens <laughs> no, it, a lot with it, tickets. It, it pretty much is scummy, but it, it's not yeah. scummy as in they were the only ones selling 3090s. It's scummy because that's the only part that they offered. Because like the other GPUs, like the 3060 to 3080, those were very competitive. Same thing with like the the Radeon graphics cards, that, right. the new one that came out, the 6700, you know, like people were buying those like PCs with those graphics cards. And so the only thing that you could get on the market to with a pre-built uh, service was the 3090 for like $2,000 over what you wanted to pay. So I had to literally go back and forth every single day to make sure to see if like graphics cards were in stock. And eventually I came to a point where I was able to find um through nzxt like they they ended up getting a stock of all the 30 series graphics cards and i was like oh great i get to get the the 3070 or the 3080 and my bank rejected my payment because i have a 2500 spending limit on my card oh, so man. i couldn't spend what i wanted so i ended up having to compromise back and forth and i finally was able to purchase pc i wanted they ended up like marking down the 3060 like way down oh, and nice. I, yeah well which is good like well i got done. i got the yeah i got i got the 3060 i got a really good i got the i9 9900k processor i got really good ram a really good motherboard lick like 280 milliliter aio like all that jazz like i got i got a really good pc coming in so i'm excited for that i really am i'm glad then yeah I, they actually, the build process started on Wednesday and their policy is they, they, it takes two business days to build and then they ship okay. it. So, so it's in shipping. I'm hoping it's in shipping. I, I hope I get an email today saying we're going to ship your PC and we paid for overnight. We, we, we paid, Brad paid $200 for overnight um, shipping. So I better get it soon. I better get it yeah. soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe nice. maybe I might get to maybe I might get to Immortal, you know, with better FPS. Because yeah, <laughs> like why not? Yeah, more frames, well, we'll... more games. Those yeah, are the two absolutely. Things you need. Well, the, it it was it was really nice talking to you, Chris. Like yeah, I, I, I really this. enjoyed this is, it. This is I nice. Really I really I really like this. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah. No. It it, it was absolutely. I'm, I'm uh, the least a descriptive person in the world. I do not belong on podcasts. 
no no i think you do like uh honestly dude like i said i have a weakness for accents like i could have just listened to you talk like you could have just talked the entire time and i would have made it the episode like i, yeah, I don't just care, come bro. to the stream you'll get enough of that i i have something to tell you i fixed my sleep schedule i'm glad man i'm glad i'm glad and then it was a bit sad but mainly glad Oh, well, no, I'm going to, so I'm, I'm still waking up early. Like I, today I woke up at five 30, went to the gym. So I'm like, Hmm, if I keep this up, I'm still gonna, I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can keep up this uh, sleep schedule so I can uh, tune in for Fred stream every morning. Well, we'll probably like put you on the, uh, on the Bluetooth while, while I'm going to the gym and stuff and we'll, we'll hang out. So yeah, sounds good. Well, that concludes it for this week's episode of coffee talks with Dom and my friend Chris. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Chris, dude, thank you so much. I, I really you, appreciate, it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We both said that. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it from us. I hope to see you guys next week on Coffee Talks. It was quite a pleasure. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Hey guys, I know we just ended the episode, but I wanted to include this at the end. First, I wanted to recognize and give a shout out to Chris, Fred for coming on the show. It really means the world to me that you came to hang and chill, man. I just wanted to add that Chris is a really kind and entertaining Valorant streamer on Twitch. He normally streams every morning around 10 British Standard Time, so 5 a.m. for you early birds in the U.S. He's got a really friendly community that he's remarkably invested in. And, well, I highly suggest that you check him out. You can support the stream at twitch.tv forward slash it's fishy Fred, and I'll be sure to leave a link along with his Twitter in the description. Again, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Get some sun. Stay rested. I love you all. Mwah.